know, but the other reason why I say, hey, everyone, it's Ariana, that was also really intentional, not, hey, guys, or hi. It's like, I say, hey, everyone, intentionally, because I think that no matter where you are in the world, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, I say, hey, everyone, because everyone is welcome. When, when I'm making my videos, my videos are for everyone, young, old. I, I want to create something that will make someone smile, and... It's really for, for everybody. That's why I say, hey, everyone. I love that. Everyone, give, give some hearts for Ariana there for that, because that is amazing. I love that so much. If you're not familiar with that voice that you just heard, that is the voice of content creator Ariana Fagan. We had the honor to go on Instagram Live and talk about cooking up content with her, and she shared her stories and what drives her and enables her to be persistent in her craft she is a young content creator who's acquired over 2.2 million followers on tiktok to date and raised over five hundred thousand dollars in charity just doing pop-up dinners with her dad and that's insane right she's uh has a super admirable character her personality is is so bright and bubbly and like i said her energy is contagious uh, she enters the room with such high energy and it can't help but just to brighten up and to to try to mimic that so i am super excited today to to have her as a guest on our podcast and on to have her be featured on our instagram live if you want to watch the full video you can actually go onto our instagram and go to my igtv and you can see the full interview we have a special guest at the very end of it so if you want to see who that is make sure you uh watch the instagram live on the television ah, instagram live tv on our uh, Instagram account at Love for More. So I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in to these podcasts. They've been great. Uh, we've been getting a lot more views lately, and it's super exciting for us to continue the efforts in just talking with our friends about what we're up to. So without further ado, please enjoy this very inspirational conversation with Miss Ariana Fagan. Thank you again, and remember, happy stay hungry feed your soul and feed your mind super excited enjoy this talk who are joining um this is my friend joshua and he's an amazingly talented chef and content creator and i'm so excited to talk to him today we're gonna be having an interesting conversation why don't you tell my people joining what we're gonna be talking about joshua <laughs> all right so everyone tuning in so uh we're gonna be talking about cooking up content so uh like ariana herself I have been creating content online, social media, Instagram, all those things, just because we wanted to be in touch with our fellow foodies while we are locked into our, our homes, right? So you have blown up in the last year, like amazing. It's incredible to watch your journey and your videos have been consistent throughout. And I'm like, I'm like super proud of you. I'm like fan, fanboying over here. I'm like, go girl, girl, because anyone from Minnesota, anyone from a small town like me, I resonate with them, right? Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I, okay. I, resonate, I resonate with them because, you know, we're representing the Midwest. And I think that has been huge for me to see that there's other people coming up from that area. So I will just jump right into it. We have a couple of questions I want to ask to kind of like inspire the fellow content creators out there. Because I've met so many of them uh, through our journeys that have wanting to put stuff out there, that are scared to put stuff out there. But how do mm -hmm. they overcome that? Like you, you're su mm -hmm. at such a young age, you're putting yourself out there to the world. And, you know, they can either love you for it or, you know, not. So first thing I want to ask is, like, going back, when did you develop your love for food? Um, oh, my God. I've loved to cook forever. And it's so random because the rest of my family doesn't cook basically at all. I, uh, both my parents worked in the medical field. My mom is a PhD in biomedical engineering and my dad worked with eye doctors who were developing lasers and ultrasounds. And there I was, I'm the oldest of five siblings wow. and I'm actually a first generation American. My whole family immigrated to the United States from Belarus, which is a country in the former Soviet Union. Basically came to the United States with $100, two suitcases, and a dream to build a better life. And it's so inspiring for me to hear my family's story because they sort of are the direct representation of what the American dream could look like. And I grew up in a completely different environment than my parents did. Mm -hmm. I'm so fortunate to be able to 
to have an amazing family and amazing opportunities and to go to school every day. And I, I feel so lucky, but at the same time, it was always instilled in me from a really young age, the values of hard work and perseverance and helping other people. And so that was something that I was taught from a really young age. And then I got into cooking, I think it was like age four. And I'd always been like a super outgoing artistic person. And I was obsessed with watching cartoons on my mom's phone while she was working. And I would just sort of sneak with her phone, pull up YouTube and watch whatever Tom and Jerry was on there. And then uh, I came across this cake decorating video. And that I think that was like my first exposure to cooking in any capacity besides just seeing my mom cook. I always, I always thought it was like something that adults did. And right. I... I was just mesmerized. I mean, I, this cake was, I just watched her make it with her own two hands. And I, I marched into the kitchen, age four, I couldn't even reach the top of the counter. So I got like a step stool, pulled it up to the counter, climbed on top of the counter and attempted to bake a cake. And I bet you can guess how that cake came out uh, because it was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like you, sometimes you hear about like child prodigies. They could just like bust out a tune on the piano like or something like that, do a math problem. My cake did not come out good, full disclosure. But that was like the first moment for me when I just realized that this was something that I was so excited about. And from that point on, I no longer watch cartoons. I was binge watching cooking shows on YouTube mm -hmm. and they were coming up in my recommended so I just kept watching them and then I came across MasterChef Junior and that was it's so wild like the full circle story of how I ended up competing on MasterChef Junior because literally it was the show that inspired me really to mm -hmm. to take cooking seriously because I never realized that cooking was something that kids could do I always thought that it was sort of a chore that adults did and uh, after watching MasterChef, I started to see kids were cooking at an amazing level, and I just decided that I was going to be like those kids on MasterChef Junior, and I started sneaking into the kitchen, whether my parents liked it or not, and they were definitely not supportive at That's all. crazy. In the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> because even you see your four-year-old daughter, and I wanted to use the stove and the biggest knife, and I, they, they were concerned for my safety and the safety of the house not burning down. Yes, uh, definitely. <laughs> I can relate to that, that so much. Yeah, they realized that I wasn't going to, they weren't going to get me out without a fight. And they started, I guess they saw something in me because they let me keep going and sort of the rest is history. I, I think it's amazing though, because you make something, right? Usually when you make something or try something and you fail the first time, you're usually, oh, I want to give up or I didn't, it didn't work out. But you loved it so much that you just kept with it. The, the, the drive you had was like overcoming all the failure that you could see in, in the future or even in that moment. So that's no amazing. Kidding. I applaud you for that, for being persistent. And about MasterChef, I was just watching your uh, Motivational Mondays in one of your series. And you tried out three times for that show before actually getting on. Yeah, uh, that's something that not a lot of people know, and nobody really knows much about the MasterChef audition process, mm -hmm. uh, but it's basically like a year-long undertaking wow. from start to finish, and what my family didn't know when I wanted to try out for the show was that like five to 10,000 kids try out for the show each year, right. which meant that my odds were getting on. Like My parents hadn't even heard of MasterChef Junior before I decided that I want to try out. I saw an ad pop up on YouTube, I think for auditions for the show. And oh, really? I remember like flying down the stairs, begging my parents to let me try out and they Google the show and they start to learn all these things about what this process is like. They don't even have auditions in Minnesota. Um, mm -hmm. So we would have to fly out to a big city like New York or LA or Chicago. And um, I'm really grateful that they believed in me enough to let me go try out. But I, I actually went through this whole audition process three years Finally in a row before. That's awesome. That's persistence. And I think finding that at a young age, like it was ingrained in you, right? You said the work ethic from your family, uh, yeah. it, it was embedded in your mind to just keep trying, even though you're, you may have failed a couple of times. And that, that drive is amazing because I'm right there with you. I've been applying to Food Network for, for eight years now and I'm, I'm still waiting and I'm still trying because, you know, I believe in time it's going to come. So I appreciate, mm -hmm. I appreciate your story and sharing that. Going back to like the original thought of this conversation, creating content. So you you're at home right the pandemic hit and school's canceled everything's done and then mm -hmm. what what made you pick up the phone or your camera and to just shoot your first video to be like i want to put my food out in the world see what happens or like what was your thought 
No. Oh, I weeks I had been doing after I got back from MasterChef, I was able to train with chefs that I previously could not even even imagine that I would have the opportunity to learn mm -hmm. from and take my cooking to Michelin starred and well-known restaurants around the country, learn from chefs like you. And it was it was so amazing because it opened my eyes to a whole new level that food could be taken to. And I created this private dining experience. It was like a private dinner that I'd go to people's houses and cook for them. And my dad actually, after MasterChef, switched up his career and became a sommelier so that he could awesome. pair wine. He paired wine at the private dinner. So we were sort of like a dynamic duo. And we ended up raising over half a million dollars for different charitable causes through those dinners and um, then when COVID hit, I'd been doing all sorts of things before that. I'd been mm -hmm. cooking, I'd been so busy out and about cooking and I did a little bit of public speaking. I loved to inspire a little bit. kids. <laughs> um, and so I'd been doing that and I also at the time was working on this initiative to help restaurants transform their kids' menus. Um, oh, okay. I. I mean, I still sometimes will get offered the kids menu and now it doesn't bother me as much. But when I was younger, I would just, someone would offer me a kids menu and I would just be livid. Right. Because it was like the kids menu, I mean, you know, working in the food industry, like it's no one cares. the afterthought. Exactly. It's like the cheapest, like there's a couple of food items, mac and cheese and yep. pizza, chicken tenders. And <laughs> exactly. And there's no creativity there or variety mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. there's not really much love in the kids menu and it's not very nutritionally conscious either yes um and so i've been i worked with like the executive chef at radisson blue mall of america that was the first one i did to help them redo their kids menu at the the restaurant there and then covid hit and i had like dinners on the calendar and i was wrapped up with school and then suddenly it was all done we mm -hmm. were at home, no school, every dinner that we had in the foreseeable future was canceled. And I was sort of freaking out about everything that was going on in the world. And it was such an uncertain, terrifying time. And I didn't really know how I could contribute to making it a little bit better. And that was actually what made me make the first video was I thought, maybe right now people are just looking for something to do and something to lift their spirits. And if I can give them a recipe a day that they could make if they had, for example, if it was families that had kids impacted by school closures and parents yeah. were working, working from home and they had the opportunity to get into the kitchen together and for a little bit of time, forget what was going on in the world. And that's what I started doing. I started pu putting out a video a day and I look back at these videos and I was doing that earlier today to get, some inspiration for new content to see <laughs> and I'm just I can't even believe that I was putting those videos out <laughs> and they're like the they're totally different than what I'm doing now and I've definitely gotten better <laughs> um and my on-camera cooking skills are definitely it wasn't a Hollywood production and I always <laughs> wanted to be a Hollywood I always not Hollywood I always wanted to be a content creator yeah. Uh, and I always wanted to, I love being on camera, I love to speak, and I grew a little bit of a following after MasterChef, um, when I had really just been posting what I thought other teenagers and seeing what the other MasterChef juniors had been posting, and it wasn't like consistent cooking content or anything like that. Right. Uh, and then after, I, it was for the first 72 days of quarantine, I was putting out a video a day, Yes. Uh, <laughs> you probably saw those. Spanish I've seen them. Oh, yeah. It's all. Uh, what was it? It was called uh, Corona Time Cooking, right? Corona so Time <laughs> Cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I started. Every, I went back and I started every video with like, "Go wash your hands and let's get started." Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like the consistency throughout your videos. Like I'll be scrolling through the feed and then like you know your videos coming out. Like, hey everyone, it's Ariana. And like I think that consistency that you kept within your videos, even from like the first video to the last video, is like it keeps. People were like, oh, I know what this video is going to be. It's going to be something, something cool, a quick recipe in under 30 seconds that I could make. And well, one of your was... videos, oh, I'm sorry, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, going to well, say, was... oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, one of the videos that you did that blew up, the Tanghulu, right? That one was huge. And I've seen it everywhere. I've seen it on ads. I've seen so many other social media influencers copy that. And I'm like, wow, you know, you're doing something. So that's, that's super aspirational. I appreciate you doing that. But yeah, what were you gonna say? Thank you. Um, well, you were you had mentioned the the sort of catchphrase that I've incorporated into my videos, and at first that was an accident. I in my <laughs> time cooking, I would just it became it sort of 
stuck the first video i was like go wash your hands and let's get started it made sense because you know covid time you need to mm -hmm. wash your hands you wash your hands before cooking i was like and then people were sort of catching on to that catchphrase and my when i was talking to my family or friends they'd sort of make fun of me about it they'd be like <laughs> go wash your hands and let's get started and i just kept doing it and then when i started creating on tiktok and started sort of switching up the way that I was making videos after those first 72 days. Uh, I started my videos with, hey everyone, it's Ariana. And that stuck too, because it was like, my goal was to create a little bit of brand recognition at the beginning of the videos. So yeah, that definitely. it would be something that, you know, there's a million different cooking videos across social media. There's yes. so many food content creators. And I wanted something at the beginning of the video that people would be able to hear it and just be like, oh, that's Ariana's video. <laughs> we, can, we can associate that with, with Ariana's cooking. And that's how I open my videos. And also, not not only just for the brand recognition. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, uh, are you there? Yeah, okay, I hear you now. Did it pause for a second? It'll pause for a little second. I have like a time limit on my Instagram. Oh, really? <laughs> I forgot to turn it off because I've been trying to experiment with different ways to not spend an exceeding amount of time on social media. That's amazing, that's <laughs> my amazing. Time went yeah, no, but the other reason why I say, hey everyone, it's Ariana, that was also really intentional, not, hey guys, or hi. It's like, I say, hey everyone, intentionally, because I think that no matter where you are in the world, no matter who you are, no matter what your background is, I say, hey everyone, because everyone is welcome. When, when I'm making my videos, my videos are for everyone, young, old, I want to create something that'll make someone smile, and it's really for for everybody. That's why I say, "Hey, everyone!" I love that. Everyone, give give some hearts for Ariana there for that because that is amazing. I love that so much because that's so intentional. Everything has intent in your videos, and like in that short amount of time, you're able to pack so much meaning. And like if you dive deeper into it, like I don't think anyone would have noticed that. Like, oh, it's just "Hey, everyone!" But then you have a reason behind yourself why you do that, and that that is incredible. So I. The consistency, the brand, like you're building all these things. You have all these thoughts going on at such a young age. And that's, for me, that's insane because like when I was 16, I was not thinking of like, oh, how can I build brand consistency, brand loyalty? How can I do these things? So like, what's that, in, what's that influence in your life? Where does that come from? Is that like between you and your dad helping you? Or is that just like something you learn? Or where does that come from? I think I, I'm, I am really passionate about it. And I, for me, the motivation has always been if I have the ability to impact somebody, to show that, well, this is my passion. And if I'm able to, through my content creation, show somebody else that no matter what age you are or what your life circumstances are, if you're willing to put in the work and you're willing to continue to keep going even when things get hard. And, and, I, and I love that I'm preaching this because sometimes I will get to the point where it's like, it would be so much easier if I just would lay in bed and just take a day and scroll through TikTok, not, not to create content, not for market research, but just to, you know, let my brain go. Exactly. Um, and nobody's, nobody's perfect and neither am I <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But it's the most important thing for me has just been every single day, no matter what the day before was like, I start the day with the intention to just give it my all. And, and that's what I, I, my hope is to, to inspire others to do the same and help in any way that I can. And also I think on social media, this is something that I'm constantly thinking about because social media can sort of be used as a force for either spreading a lot of good and a lot of positivity and can change lives. I mean, it can connect people from all around the world and in real time. And that's something that was never a possibility before. Right. And, there's so many wonderful things that come out of social media and the, the connection and the community and so much inspiration. And at the same time, uh, I, I sometimes struggle a little bit being called an influencer or being referred to as an influencer because I think that term has sort of been soiled with some of the, the high unrealistic expectations that are set by by influencers and mm -hmm. this sort of highlight reel that you see on social media and that's talked about where you only see one polished perfect side that people are trying to put out this image that they can create on social media and it's hard especially with 
the mental health crisis that's going on with people my age and younger mm-hmm. that's propagated by social media influencers and it's so easy to get caught up in the views and likes yes. and the ability to reach a huge audience and mm-hmm. actually have a lot of influence and power through doing that and mm-hmm. my goal has always been to be somebody that I, I'm the oldest of five siblings that my younger siblings could look up to someone that's real and I'm that's authentic and I'm working on that every single day is not just putting out it's so easy to get caught up in trying to put out perfect in my mind content or content that I think is going to perform the best or to not so certain aspects of life because I feel like that's not going to resonate as well or people are going to be judgmental and it's so easy on social media to to experience judgment because it's sort of really easy <laughs> you're putting yourself out there for the world to see and like that's what that's what i want to touch on because mental health is a huge thing you know like uh, i'm trying to raise so much awareness about it through pop-up dinners as well and how do you overcome that like you're putting yourself out there people can hate on you as much as you want how do you look the other way and keep creating content like oh your videos suck like how do you how do you get over that because like i dwell on that i'm like let's see you do something man like how, how do you get over that and keep and keep pushing forward I honestly, I'm lucky enough to have always had sort of a thick skin, and um, maybe it's the Eastern European parents (laughs) (laughs) that have helped with that, but I always, I mean, from very young, even after MasterChef, like, that was my first taste of experiencing, you know, the outpouring of commentary, both good and negative, and um, I've sort of, I, I sort of find that I look at the positive and really my goal is is to create a positive impression and to to create content that can can build somebody up mm-hmm. and to make at least a little bit of a positive impact so when I, well, I i don't really get impacted by that much although i love the ability to interact with with people through that and it sort of mm-hmm. feels a little bit unreal when you just look at a certain number of followers and mm-hmm. you are seeing likes coming in it's like who are these people uh, that I'm able to, that are, that are curious enough to want to see me cook. I mean, I, I see comments good and bad, but it's also, I see a lot of good and that, that keeps me motivated for sure. That's good. That's good. You to see the vision. Like I know people like to dwell on the bad things. Like you can do a hundred good things, but you do one thing wrong. People like to soak that in, but like just changing your mindset. Like, Oh, if I do this, you know, I'm putting out there for people not to like, or they're going to love it. And the love is more than the hate. So I think you have love 100%. You got support from all of your followers. You got support from all of us, whatever you need to keep cranking out content. And another thing I want to touch base on is the equipment. To be a content creator, I'm like you. I'm like, I want everything to be polished. I want it to look nice. And then even when I do that, I'll get the comments like, oh, man, clean up, clean up your stove a little bit. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but then like, as far as like filming, the tools you use to do that, I'll, I asked you, I sent you a message like, hey, what do you use to get that nice close-up shot of your videos? And then what did you tell me? <laughs> I use, I literally prop my phone up in a cup. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about content creation. And I remind myself of this too, because I, I'll look and I'll see content creators that I know have a really professional setup. They've got cameras and lighting and they've got people that help them film and content writers. And I don't have any of that. And it's it goes to show that you really and people don't necessarily need any of that. I mean, they don't need. I I started and that was something that held me back actually in creating content for a long time. Was I thought that I needed to put out this perfect, polished, well written image that had been curated as I was seeing other creators do, and especially with the resurgence of or the emergence of like short form content especially on platforms like tiktok and instagram reels um authenticity is really what's resonating the most with people not that professional high quality looking (laughs) setup and i still film my videos all on my phone i prop my phone up in a little cup i I have a tripod and i found that that cup actually gets a better close-up shot than my tripod does um you honestly really and and what also you're caught like if you're really excited about getting that fancy setup it'll come with time Mm -hmm. you're but if that's something that's holding you back and creating content it shouldn't be because Mm -hmm. just start putting things out there and as you go the quality will get better like my first video 
was, I mean, it was in this dimly lit kitchen. <laughs> like the, the edits were so choppy. It was so long because I didn't know how to edit properly. Like the, the setup was bad. There were like crumpled paper towels in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then as I continue, and if you're it's something that you're consistently doing, it's really hard to not improve and mm-hmm. not to have that quality up. You are, honestly, you need to just be putting things out there and then allowing it to get better with time and you'll learn and it'll help enhance the content that you're already creating. And mm-hmm. people love something relatable and authentic exactly. and realistic. And that that's why I've hesitated even to, to sort of invest in a more professional setup or mm-hmm. to try and script out my videos versus just when I do my voiceover, talking from the heart because I feel that people resonate the most with videos that they can relate to. And my goal above all is to be a person that's real and mm-hmm. relatable. And is I'm I'm just a, a person that was able to grow purely through hard work and perseverance through like fail after fail. I mean, it took me months. Mu- it took me months, and I feel like I got extremely lucky too. Um, months of putting out videos and they I, they started getting better and they looked good and it was like I was hoping that one day something would take off uh, but it was a really long time before anything ever hit and then it was sort of like one video did mm-hmm. and it was a snowball effect from there and that's, that's sort of how it happened for me and it's, it's the consistency like you're saying you don't oh, yeah. need all the fancy tools to do it and I just think if you make do with what you have imagine what you just keep doing that over and over again and you realize like, oh, if I do add a little bit of this at a time, then uh, it could be even better. Or even like you said, it doesn't have to be like, this is what you want to do. This is how you relate to your audience. And I think it's working amazingly because I've, I've seen so many people recook your dishes like, oh, you make me feel like I can do this too. And as being someone who like, I've been trained in the kitchen, of course, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. But as a home cook, I understand where it's coming from. Like, oh, I'm, I don't want to cook. I don't want to try anything. But if you can do that by making a video, by inspiring people to get out of their comfort zone and go make something, like that's, that's a win. If you can motivate people to try something new, that's, that's a win. And you are winning. You are winning. <laughs> so that's awesome. I do want to talk about some more about your, your uh, this is about cooking up content, right? The creative side behind mm-hmm. it and how to stay motivated and to keep yourself going. You told me re- earlier that you like to just rewatch your old videos and you were just digging back into your old content to come up with new mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. What else do you do for brainstorming? Because I, I'm, I'm kind of at that point too. Where I'm like, what, can, what, can I, make, what can, I make, can I make a different series or should I just cook a different recipe? What, what should I cook next? How do, you, how do you come up with your ideas? I'm honestly at a point in time where I'm sort of rethinking a lot of the things that I was doing before. And there's really not a right or wrong path in in terms of brainstorm it, it's honestly got to be whatever brings you the most joy and passion mm-hmm. and specifically with cooking if you see a trend and hopping onto trends is a very effective way in the short term mm-hmm. to have a video blow up and uh i see trends that look so fun especially in food and i'm like wow i i want to i want to do that i want to hop on that and i make the dish and sometimes it'll perform well because it's something that's trendy and that's an added bonus but honestly, the the most important thing, and I will say this again and again, if it can just resonate with people, because honestly, on and in creating content, the most important thing, and this is why I'm constantly reevaluating what I'm doing, because if you're not really passionate about it or really excited about it, or you're not doing something that, in some aspect, you really truly love. It's one of the hardest things in the world to keep yourself going. I mean, in in social media, content creation to continue growing and working with the algorithm, consistency above all is so important to maintain relevance. And in order to do that, every single day, you need to be working, you need to be thinking, you need to be researching, you need to be, I mean, all of the things that go into creating content, if you don't love what you do, right there like good luck to you <laughs> to, try, <laughs> to try and keep going i mean and i've i've needed to learn this the hard way mm-hmm. is i'll try and do something that and in the beginning it was so easy when you see you're posting certain kinds of content and it seems to be really resonating with people and it's like oh my goodness well i need to be creating more of that because i think that's what's gonna get the most views and the most likes and uh that's important 
to a certain degree, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if more important than that is you need to be really in it and really invested because otherwise like the negative emotion that starts to become associated with the work just makes it so difficult to keep mm-hmm. going. Uh, so I really, I've made it a point for myself to, to cook food that I love. I'm passionate about cooking food from around the world. And that's yeah. something that I want to start incorporating more now into my videos is I, I love the, the ability of food that no matter where you are in the world, food is a common language that everybody can understand. And it's something that is able to, to connect people and to bring people together no matter, no matter where you are. And I find that, that that's one of the things that drew me to food in the first place and something that continues to keep me in it. And so that's definitely something that I'm going to be working on incorporating more into my content too. And that's what I eventually want to be doing way more of down the road. I love that. You started a series where you actually, you had the globe, right? And you would pick out a country from the hat or the bowl and then you would cook from, from there. I was, that was amazing for me because I was like, I always wanted to do that, but I'm too scared to step outside of my comfort zone to cook these dishes from these areas that I'm not too familiar with. And you did that. So I think that was a great series. I really enjoyed that one. So, you know, dive it back might in. come back. Hey, I've well, been, I'll be tuned. Looking at that. <laughs> I, that, one, that one might come back. And the most important thing actually in cooking dishes from around the world. This is something that I'm consistently reminding myself of is I don't, when I cook a dish from somewhere in a different part of the world that I don't know very much about, and in my cooking around the world world series where I'd randomly pick out a dish and cook something from wherever it landed on, for me that was all about learning and sort of expanding my existing knowledge. And not at all was it about me claiming to be an expert mm-hmm. or or like or, or having already some pre-existing knowledge about what it was it was it was an opportunity for me to to learn and that's why it was so important for me to show the access uh, the aspects of learning and failing and sort of putting things together and it was such an incredible learning experience and when you post content on social media, people are always, especially with food, super nitpicky. Like they'll they'll pick out every single thing about what you're cooking. And for me, creating cooking around the world type of content, if you don't make a dish exactly the way somebody's grandma makes it, then <laughs> it's, they're, they're, they're going to come at you. <laughs> they're it's, they're going to get upset. Yes. And um, I, I, I really was just learning. And for me, I was so receptive to that when people were telling me that, this is the way that my family makes it. Mm-hmm. For me, that wasn't, it didn't feel like an outpouring of hate. No, it yeah, It felt definitely. like something that was so, because my intention in going into it was just to learn as much as possible. Exactly. And uh, it just continued to help me learn. I think that's it. The, the word right there, intention. You do everything for the right intention. If you're doing, creating content in the end for the likes and for the, the followers, I think then you're, you're going to have that mental stress like, oh, I'm not getting any likes. And then you're going to create, that's the start of depression, right? So I think you go into it with a, a bigger intention that you want to share love, that you want to learn more. You want to grow mm-hmm. as a human. You want to spread that knowledge to people. I think that's the right intention that you need to go into creating content or doing whatever you want to do. And I think you got that spot on. Uh, you, we're talking about like, uh, you're, you got to love it, right? This is a lot harder than it looks. Going in the kitchen every day, filming, editing, doing the voiceovers and posting, that's a lot more difficult than people believe so i wanna if you were okay with it i would like to like know from like your start to finish process of a video like how long does it take where does the idea come from from the idea to publish what does that look like yeah and i'm sort of switching that up now because Mm -hmm. before i literally it was like i do every single step in a single day and Mm -hmm. as i've learned that is not at not the best way to go about it because then it's like the constant pressure and burnout of content creation every single day. And so my new goal is to, to sort of bank it a little bit and create it more in advance and have a little bit more structure and schedule around it. Cause mm-hmm. before it was like, I want to make this dish sporadically mm-hmm. and I would film, edit, voice it over, post it all in one day. Right. That's crazy. Um, which, which becomes intense if you do that yeah, every single day. Exactly. But really the process for me now is, uh, there's the there's obviously like the brainstorming conceptualizing process and um, there's so much to learn already from the content that's already being created and so if you're looking for a place to start one of the best ways to start is 
just to to search up hashtag food or search up hashtag cooking and just see what's there and see what gets you the most excited and then it'll start to help you create your own ideas about what creative way you can spin that off and take it in whatever direction you want and if your passion isn't around cooking and it's related to something else same exact process Mm -hmm. so that was for me before I sort of discovered and became more streamlined in my style I was doing that and it was super helpful uh and then I love cooking dishes from around the world, so I'll be be constantly learning and watching documentaries, and <laughs> that's sort of how I discover new things. Um, so that, and then it all, I'll take all that and create this master list of different things that I want to make, and from there I will sort of go through the list and just put my pen on each different dish, and whatever gives me the most immediate flare-up of excitement. <laughs> I'm not kidding, I was doing this right before I got on the... The live with you. Whatever uh-huh. gives me the most immediate flare-up of excitement and enthusiasm, and I just sort of go with my gut, and I will put a check mark next to that one, and then I'll put that into my content calendar or my filming schedule or whatever for the coming week or month or whatever it is, and then awesome. I'll buy my groceries. Before, I would shop in the store, mm-hmm. and because of COVID, I've been super careful, especially with younger siblings mm-hmm. and my I have a baby sister who's only a few months old. Oh, wow. So um, I, I, and don't you have someone who's very young in your I family? I do, just a little baby guy. He's only three months old, my son. <laughs> so I get all my groceries, like mostly delivered. Uh, and so I'll just go through, pick out what I need. And then when they come, I, and I've been working on doing a little more mise en place and prep <laughs> yes. um, because I, I, I am like generally a pretty organized person um, but when you're trying to cook multiple recipes at the same time if it's not an organized process it's so hard to to keep track of everything and then it yes. becomes a big cleanup at the end so these are all uh, these are all skills that I'm continually working on N- not mastered <laughs> not fully mastered yet See, you're working on it. You're making progress. I think that's the thing with anything you do in life. You're going to make progress. You're going to take one step. It's going to be uncomfortable. And that's good because that means you're growing. You're stepping outside of your comfort zone. So I, it's, it's I love It's always that. uncomfortable. I mean, mm. you're put, when you're making a video for the first time, I mean, sometimes still, like, I've sort of fallen into a comfort zone about what content is easy and fun and comfortable for me to make. And I've gotten into this routine. And right now, I'm forcing myself to to start to step out of that a little bit and and start to get back into a place of a little bit of discomfort because that's where mm-hmm. the growth and creativity and learning really comes from. It's not in a place where you're sort of getting into this rat race of repetitive, uninspiring for you activity. And that's where the burnout and the, oh, why am I doing this? You start to ask yourself these yeah. questions and that that's where it starts to come it starts to come in and it's a daily process for me um yeah I, I see and that. just as it is i'm sure for for many other people creating content too. it's it's being comfortable with being uncomfortable that's what i always say to my friends it's like you have to get used to it because that's the only way you're going to grow and make progress and that's the huge thing is progress um just before we we're, we're going to come closer and i wanted to see i don't know if you're open to talk about this because this is a little different this might be a little different than from the the content side of it do you have an end goal like what is do you want to be in restaurants do you want to open a restaurant do you want to be a social media empire like what is your what's your plan what's your end game uh amazing question that i people ask me this question often and before it was like my answer would constantly be changing. When I was on MasterChef, my dream was to open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it was this wild dream of a restaurant, like with glass window, like glass, <laughs> yes. glass restaurant where you'd have like 360 panoramic views of some beautiful place in nature. And Sign me up. I mean, I, and then my dream changes. And I've always loved the speaking aspect and mm-hmm. doing things on camera and um that that's what is really fun and more natural for me um i would love to i think and i don't know when this would be a possibility but i'm really passionate about travel i love sort of the global aspect of food and uh the ability to through that raise awareness for different global issues Mm -hmm. um that i'm passionate about and that are important to others and imagine a show 
uh, that's related to travel, sort of like what Gordon Ramsay did with his travel around the world cooking show. I love the adventure exploration side of it. So I'd love to have some sort of show cooking, learning around the world. Um, and actually, I always envisioned this. And there are other avenues to take a cooking show, and I, I kind of love it all. But uh, I always imagined it being on something linear, like linear TV, like MasterChef Junior. But mm-hmm. now, with the re- with now it's totally different with social media. Yeah. <laughs> and that changing, totally changing the game. And social media and streaming services are on the way up, and linear TV is on the way down. Um and so I don't know how that's sort of going to change up what my vision is. And we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Um, <laughs> I'm super excited. Whatever right now, it is. The so- social media is amazing because mm-hmm. it's you. you. You can change it depending on the way that your life is changing what you dis- as you continue to discover. And I really feel like I haven't fully discovered everything about myself and what I'm passionate <laughs> You're so <about> young. <laughs> I, I feel pressured by myself to sort right. of figure it out and it's it's a lot more comfortable when you're in a place of like okay this is my goal for this year this well this is my goal for the day the month the year mm-hmm. the lifetime and that puts you in a place of feeling really comfortable and it's like okay i just all i need to do is each day follow this list of check boxes that'll yes. lead to another list of check boxes that'll Perfect. hopefully eventually lead to this obscure final destination yes. and i'm i'm working on being more present in exactly what I'm doing now. And mm-hmm. it's so important to have a vision for the future and some direction to go into. Cause otherwise you start to feel a little bit lost mm-hmm. um, and you're not really aligned in doing things with purpose if you don't really have a place to go to. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really working on finding more love and purpose in every single day and trying to bring my A game to the day in the exact moment and task that I'm doing. Versus like thinking about the obscure future that is always going to be in the future. Like you're only in today. This trips me up because tomorrow's actually never going to come. Like you're always just in today. <laughs> and I, oh goodness, Josh, if we like started having the meaning of the universe conversation, <laughs> these are thoughts that like boggle my mind every single it's concerning, I think, for people who are friends with me because, like, it's so easy to get caught up in conversation about social media and and what's going on in the present moment. And I'm like thinking we're literally like on a floating stone. And like, why why am I honestly, genuinely here? Like, what am I? Questions that I have not been able to answer yet. But I think you should definitely open up like a podcast or a show where you just talk about the universe and your vision of it. Because that would be something I think people listen to. I can say I'm super excited for what you plan for the future. The the show, the travel show, and just meeting all your passions and combining them and sharing that. Like, yep. you can really build that off your brand, your social media. You know, you want to hire a film crew and then take them with you. You go travel. I think yeah. people would love that. I know I would love that. I want to see some comments and likes. If you guys would love if, if Ariana had her own cooking travel show, because that would be awesome, I think. And in time, when, when this whole thing clears out, you can go out and travel and be around people more, which is exciting. We are, we're planning a trip actually to Minneapolis soon. So hopefully, you know, we can run by each other and, you know, maybe cook up a little Absolutely. something if you're, if you're down for that. Are you kidding? I'm very down. <laughs> Let's so go. down. I appreciate it. We have some questions. I want us to see how much it is. I know we're running a little short on time. Um, if there are questions that are appropriate, we, do you have some time to take some of those? Yeah. yeah. All right. Send it. All right. Let's so. get it. Let's go. We'll, we'll just do a couple questions and then we'll, we'll close it up here. There, here's one. Uh, who is your favorite celebrity chef? I don't know if this is for you or for me, but uh, you go first. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, I had like the, the comments coming in like frozen in one part on my screen and I hadn't seen any of the new comments coming. Uh, favorite celebrity chef. That was the question. Yes. <laughs> um, obviously, Gordon Ramsay. He's like, he's been my culinary idol forever. Yeah. And he recently followed me on TikTok. Whoa. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. Which is, which is incredibly, I mean, for my, for my four-year-old, 12-year-old MasterChef Junior self competing on the show, the fact that this would be the reality is having go- literal Gordon Ramsay, yeah. who I had 
he had inspired me from the youngest age to even start cooking in the first place. Yes. Seeing the work that I'm doing now, and he, I created his beef Wellington dish. Um, that was my actually most viral video. Oh, was wow. me making Gordon Ramsay's beef Wellington. It has something like 30 million views. That's insane. Um, Gordon Ramsay commented on that video. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Um, yeah, Gordon Ramsay probably, Gordon Ramsay, he, he's always going to have a special place. Like, he's a great chef. Like People think he's just a celebrity, like TV chef, but he is an actual legit, like, Michelin star, the most Michelin star restaurants in the world. He trained under Marco Pierre White. Like, he's a legend. And, like, funny story, I actually got on TikTok because of him. I saw him really? in Tilia, right? I saw him and his daughter make a video, and I was like... Man, if Gordon can get on TikTok, then I'm going to hop on TikTok. No kidding. The way that I got on TikTok was, uh, do you know Gary Vee? I'm sure you know Gary Vee. Yeah, Vee's yeah, Gary Vee. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> Gary Vee posted a video, and he was like, if you're not on TikTok in 2020, what are you doing? you got to be on TikTok. <laughs> I saw the same like, video. <laughs> if, Gary Vee, if Gary Vee says I need to be on TikTok, uh, I guess i got to be on TikTok. Exactly, yep. And it's, yep. Just, it's just, like, wild to see how that video ended up on my Instagram feed. And now here we are after that. It's, it's, it's amazing. It, it is amazing, like, how far you've came and the consistency through your work. Like, I've, lo I've loved watching your journey. You have blown up, and you have a lot more to contribute. You're a young age, oh, yeah. and you have a bright future. Hey, you, and I know everyone here can agree to that. And, you know, I just want to say thank you for having me uh and uh or thank you for joining me <laughs> and on this uh, live and to just kind of share your process of cooking up content so a uh, last little thing do you have what is your like final piece of advice for anybody who's on the edge of putting themselves out there or to overcome that fear of pressing record and putting that first video up what do, what do you have to say to them um i discovered the five second rule um a little Ted talk <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm so I got I got really into that yes. <laughs> during quarantine. Um, really, you. I'm looking at you. Look at me. Look in my eyes. If you're ha <laughs> like, it's never, never the perfect time is never gonna come. It's like the moment where you feel comfortable and the setup is all ready to go, and you feel like you know exactly what you're doing and you've learned everything you need to know, and you're like, okay, let's go, let's do this. I feel so motivated and ready to take on the world. Like, if that, if you don't feel that at this exact moment in time, it's literally never going to come. It's just, you go five, four, three, two, one, and just start, just do something, anything. Just, mm -hmm. just look like write down one thing you want to do and just start because it's so easy to get in your head and start to put it off and wait for that perfect moment in time. That's literally never going to come. Let this, let the sound of my voice be the sign. Just after you get off this live stream, just, just start. Literally just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be polished. Forget. Screw what, what your friends who are following you are going to say. My friends made fun of me for the longest time. <laughs> it was like yeah. the biggest laugh. I was like the biggest laughing stock of our friend group. Like they would go into my TikTok. But I, I, did have, I do have some very supportive, lovely friends. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. But I think I, people definitely... It, they don't take you seriously in the beginning and mm -hmm. honestly it's like you just you just need to keep just keep going or get started um That's it. and and then um and then if they don't fully see your vision in this moment in time they they will they'll see it this that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And stick with it, guys, because in the beginning, even even uh, Ariana herself, the beginning, the videos weren't her favorite, but she just put it out there. She was like, hey, I did this. I want to show it and see what happens. And she just kept with it and kept improving and improving, laying that brick, laying, building that foundation. And then she eventually has the wall that is her uh, social media empire. So Well, honestly, it's so easy. It's so easy to feel. It, like the, There's this constant thought in the back of, my mind sometimes and the mind of everybody uh this just what if i what if i give up now like mm -hmm. i could just give up i could just stop the world's going to keep spinning on its axis um and that i have i've had that thought in the back of my mind the first the first year i tried out for master chef and didn't make it on and mm -hmm. then the second year i tried out for master chef and didn't make it on and then the first tiktok i posted that flopped and then the 10th tiktok i posted that 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 flopped Yep. <laughs> and then every single day, it's like you, you can just give up at any moment in time. But I realize 
that if I would have given up that first year that I didn't make it onto MasterChef, I never mm -hmm. would have been able to keep to, to, to get on MasterChef. If I would have given up when that first TikTok video didn't go viral, I never would have been able to grow the, the TikTok audience and the incredible community that I now have uh, on my social media pages. And if I give up now, I'm never going to foresee the what could be waiting for me if I keep going. Exactly. And you will never be able to, you'll never realize what what possibility, I mean, you don't even fully have the ability to comprehend what you're capable of. That's Nobody amazing. really does. And the literally the possibilities and the opportunities are seriously limitless. And you have no idea what's waiting for you on the other side. So if you have the thought in your mind that's pegging you just like me of, I could just give up now. Like you'll never be able to to realize what your potential truly can can create in your life. That is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for for being here. And thank you everyone for tuning in. If you guys don't know, this is Ariana. She has a super bright future. I have someone here that wants to say hi real quick. You say, say hi. What? Say hi. hi. This is Jaden oh, Avery. My goodness, Jaden, the... you are adorable. <laughs> He says hi. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I haven't seen him in the last hour. So he's like, come play with me. <laughs> but I would I wanna thank you again for taking of the time course. to hang out with us. You know, I if you guys want to see more stuff like this and get to know uh more about Ariana or myself, you know, make sure you follow us because we are I see we're still posting content that probably will happen for a while, you know, uh and see where it goes. I'm super excited for what you hold for the future because it's going to be awesome and I'm staying tuned and I'm going to enjoy the ride the entire way. But Thank uh, you. Until, until, <laughs> until then, we will talk again soon. If you guys awesome. like what you saw, make sure you share it with your friends and, you know, just stay tuned and stay followed along. And uh, I'm Josh with Love Food More. So my whole thing is my goal is to get people Love Food More just like you're doing. And, you know, and we spread that through uh, positivity, all the love, the vibes, and the sharing simple recipes. So, And if anybody who's watching this right now, we have some people on this live stream. If there's anything that I can do to support you or anything that, that I'd be able to, to do to boost you up, send me a DM. I am constantly going through there, and I, I'm, I'm here for anybody.